Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. As you know, we've been doing an ongoing series with my guest this segment, Scott Friedson. He's a longtime regular on the program. I really love his work. He's is one of the leading authorities I have found when it comes to all things insurance adjuster issues and problems. People out there who have terrible things happen to their home, they buy insurance to protect their home, and they're utterly disappointed with the hassle and the results and uh, when they deal with their insurance company. And so I really am a strong believer and uh, I've seen too many horror stories when it's come to people who have tried to deal with insurance companies without someone like Scott in their corner. So love to spend my time with Scott I am Kevin Price. You are listening to The Price of Business. And uh, at the end of this segment, he'll wrap it up with more information about how you can learn more about him. Welcome back. I uh, love having on uh, the program as I introduce the one and only Scott Friedson. He is uh, our go-to expert when it comes to all things public adjuster. Um, I am really passionate about this. i got to tell you, I've seen so many disasters over the years, people have talked to me after the fact because that happens on a business talk show. You know, they went and tried to do it themselves, and they were shocked how unprepared they were uh, to, when it came to dealing with insurance companies that have absolutely no problem spending what's ever necessary to mitigate their responsibility, uh, but don't expect them to have the same passion about mitigating your damage. And so uh, we got very passionate. In fact, uh, someone very involved in our radio got the, you know, in, got introduced us to Scott and uh, really told us how important it was to have someone like him. And I say particularly like him because not only is he smart and well-versed, I love his passion on this. Scott, always glad to have you on the program. Let's just jump into this topic here today that, uh, uh, frankly, we had a little bit of that here in Houston recently. Uh, go ahead and uh, set the stage for us. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, great to be back. Love doing the show. I think today we're talking a little bit about commercial hail insurance claims. And we say commercial, or you also, of course, include things like multifamily, homeowners associations, hospitals, storage facilities, you know, anything that's not a single family residential. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a, something we always say is it seems like the bigger the claim, the bigger the fight. And, um, you know, not all insurance companies are bad. Some are out there doing the right thing, and we're always happy to hear about reports of that. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, we are in the business of helping policyholders um, overcome basically unscrupulous insurance companies that deploy bad faith tactics and uh, are unruly putting an undue burden on the policyholder to prove up their claim. And um, we've been doing it for 15 years, and, you know, just when we think we've seen it all, we, we, we see something else. And, you know, I, I, we've got a, a you know, real good example. Is, like you say, you know, Houston, Austin, a lot of the Texas markets, Texas is one of the biggest markets for hail occurrences. And, you know, unfortunately, um, because the premiums are going up so high and a lot of uh, insurance brokers aren't all that savvy when it comes to insurance claims, a lot of people are running around afraid to file a claim. They're afraid that their premiums are going to go up, but the reality is their premiums are going to go up anyway because if, a, you know, Harris County or Tarrant County or whomever gets hit with a massive hailstorm, the insurance companies are going to raise the premium for that tier or that geographic area. So if you don't file a claim and you have legitimate damages, you're going to pay for somebody else's claim. And then if you try to do it later, the worst advice I've ever heard is, well, I'm just going to wait for the next time. Well, that next time, I promise you, your insurance companies, they look at the same type of weather data that we look at. 
They look at your loss runs, and if there was a hail occurrence that happened two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, whatever the case is, you could very well be running out of time per your policy language and per the statute of limitations. So again, it's very important to manage that risk. Don't wait. Um, make sure you at least get a second or third opinion. Now, that all being said, you know, the premiums and deductibles are getting so ridiculously high, we've actually looked at a lot of claims where we've said, hey, you know what, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Don't bother filing this claim because your deductible is just the same amount, maybe a little higher, maybe a little bit less. But if it's not, if it doesn't make any sense, then why bother? You know, and unfortunately, a lot of policyholders are finding themselves in positions where they're almost self-insured. But you want to make sure not to leave any stone uncovered because anybody that owns commercial real estate is also a manager of risk. And you have to be able to manage risk properly and make informed, educated business decisions. So, like, I'll give you a great example. This just happened uh, right before the holidays. Uh, we had a... Um, a very large Houston-based uh, condo association it sits right there in the Galleria area on uh, almost 20 acres, and the carrier denied the claim, straight up zero, nothing. Okay, well, we knew this insurance carrier was pulling out of the Florida market. They were pulling out of the Louisiana, I mean, the Louisiana market, and we had heard rumors that, that Texas was next, and we had some very, very legitimate concerns about their solvency. We submitted a complete claim package somewhere in the neighborhood, about 700 pages, argued our position, had engineer reports, expert reports, everything we could possibly have, radar, weather data, you name it, they still denied it. Long story short, fast forward a year and a half later, that claim turned out to be a multi-million dollar settlement and over and, and a million dollars in penalties plus attorney's fees. So, you know, using a public adjuster and acting timely, you know, our goal is to avoid litigation like the plague. We try to get these claims settled within months, not years. We're talking, you know, I'd say four to six months is, is an average, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little bit more. There's all types of different factors at play. But, you know, when you get into litigation, you could be talking, you know, a year and a half, two years, sometimes longer. It could be appealed. So our MO is, you know, let's let's get let's get on the same level playing field with your insurance company. Let's present your claim files. You know, I'd say a good 90% of our claims end up selling without getting escalated because we're we're very good at what we do. But when you have somebody who's, you know, um, you know, on their lifeline, they're barely staying alive. They have nothing to lose by by pushing the envelope and pushing policyholders and bullying them and ignoring them. And if that, any of that sounds familiar to any of our audience members, you know things are not going to get better. It's it, you you don't need yeah. to, do not hesitate. You know to to get some professional help. So yeah, I mean it it, it they're out there and, and you know like I said, the bigger the claim, the bigger the fight. It's important for policyholders to know their rights. Yeah, and, and by the way, that's interesting. That's really telling because. Uh, the reality is, is that if a, if a company's having having some difficulty, not an existential crisis, what they'll often do is they will use whether or not you have a public adjuster to determine whether or not they pay you, right? Oh, this is going to be tough. We're not going to even put up the fight. Go ahead and offer something. If, if, it's, if they're in marginal uh, uh, poor poor shape, uh, th obviously this company was in a full-fledged existential crisis. Because uh, usually they take um, lawyers and adjusting, adjusters seriously. They, they just do. I mean, it makes good sense. About the only times they don't is when they're on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah, I, I will share this with you, Kevin. I mean, in the last – so we've been this for 15 years, 
And in 15 years, we've only had two claims ever see a courtroom. And ironically, and, and sadly, they were both churches. Uh, we won them both. And then, you know, but since then, you know, if a claim does get escalated, which is maybe 10% of our total claims, and depending on, you know, who, what, where, when, and all the circumstances, we've been very fortunate. We've got a very, very good team that we work with and with a very good reputation and, and a lot of credibility. And we've been able to successfully get those claims settled in the event it does get escalated, you know, before it even goes to court, uh, you know, even at, at even before it goes to mediation. So, um, you know, but again, it's it's one of those things where, you know, certain insurance companies, they will push a policy or they will push them to go over each and every hurdle they possibly can to hold on to your money just to see, to test you, to see if you'll do it or there's, or can they successfully just wear you out and in and, 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 and the hopes you'll give up. And it's sad because, you know, that's the, I call it the disgusting underbelly of the insurance world. Meanwhile, you turn on the TV and it's, you know, one ad after the other about, you know, pontificating security and safety and money savings. And, you know, if it were up to me, there, there'd be a, a total reform in the way that these insurance companies can advertise and market themselves. Yeah, they, they need to have the same kind of disclaimers that pharmacy companies have. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, ironically, I will share with you that in a past life, I used to be in the marketing business and worked with a very large pharmaceutical company that uh, at the time had the third most prescribed drug in the world. And there were a lot of restrictions on what they could and could not say in all of their ads. And, I'm, and I often use that as a parallel for how I think insurance companies should be uh, able to advertise themselves. How about on your claims ratio? How about the number of adjusters that get assigned to each one of your claims or, you know, how, how about your advertising dollars? How about there's a ratio of this is how much money you can spend on advertising and marketing compared to your, um, you know, the number of claims that you have, that type of thing. There's got to be ways to regulate these guys because the, the way oh, it is now, they're, there's, they're, they're just, they're just a dog off a leash. Common sense. All of those are common sense, way overdue. Consequentially, yeah. in many cases, just as big as the side effects of these dangerous meds, of meds that are dangerous. I'm not painting with a bar brush. We need medicine. But sometimes the disclaimer, the side effects are worse than the benefits. <laughs> I look at that. You know, for, for depression drugs, may lead to suicide. Oh, okay. That's, That'll solve your depression. Yep. I mean, you, I, got you it. know, and so, uh, but yeah, I think so. We need to do a, a future segment on this actual topic. Um, I actually, I actually, I actually just wrote an article drawing an analogy to the insurance claim process and um, foul play on referees. Like, could you imagine, like, every game that was ever played, there was a bias by the referees? It didn't matter. Every call went against you. <laughs> it's pretty much yeah. how it feels a lot of times with these policyholders. Yeah, absolutely. But I think this is very timely. And, again, I, yeah. I think you're pointing out that you only had two go to court. Kind of proves my point, right? If you've got serious backup, by a uh, you know an actual adjuster, public adjuster, they have to choose their battles. They're not going to choose to fight those who are well equipped, and so your clients are well equipped. And and with that being said, you know just like every industry, Kevin, there's good and bad actors, and you know we we do everything we can. We're not perfect, nobody is, but we really really make a very important point to keep things credible. 
uh, quality control because, you know, some of these guys out there are trying, they're shooting for the stars to hope to land on the moon. And the moment you start putting things out there that, that where a carrier can attack your credibility, you're losing your game. You're going to lose because that's what they do. That's where a lot of these guys end up spinning their wheels. And once your credibility is damaged, it's very, very difficult to recover. That being said, saw cuts both ways. That's what we, that's the way we approach these insurance companies when we know they're acting in bad faith, when we know they're omitting legitimate damages and policyholder benefits like overhead and profit, for example. You know, it's like, well, explain it because, you know, the policyholder has a duty to prove up their, their claim, but the insurance company has a duty to prove up any exclusion to the policy. And if they can't prove that exclusion applies, then it doesn't apply. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. We went over. We too often yep. do that because, frankly, we talk about it's so important. We have, uh, we have too no much saying, fun. <laughs> there's no saying. You only have one chance to make it a good impression. And really? there's one, you know, a good first impression, rather. You only have one chance to make a good first impression, and that is your most important one. And so being equipped this way is so important. Give your website one more time. And I do want to mention yep. this list will be at priceofbusiness.com. Go ahead. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah we, we've got a top 10 uh, questions to ask public adjusters before hiring them. Um, the uh, Our website is insuranceclaimrecoverysupport.com. Again, it's insuranceclaimrecoverysupport.com or licensed public adjusters. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.